Hello and welcome to the register. I'm Caleb. I'm Blake. I'm Morgan. And Morgan. We have mm. Morgan as a she's continuing to be our guest. Um, as you heard, she was on Ghost and she gave her insight and we loved it. Um, today is a, a very different album. It's unlike anything we've really listened to before. Uh, a little more aggressive, I think, than anything we've listened to. And um, I love this album. I was there from the beginning of this album. And I don't think either one of you have heard it before. Right. I don't think I've ever listened to Beartooth before. Yeah, <laughs> likely. I, I had heard of them only because you have mentioned them, but I've never actually yeah. sat down and listened to their music until now. Yeah, okay. So today we're going to be, we're going to be talking about uh, Beartooth and specifically the album Disgusting. It came out in 2004 and these guys are from Columbus, Ohio. It's a mixture of like hardcore, metalcore, hard rock, and some punk influence kind of stuff. Um, it's like very straightforward, like in your face. There's no real commercial kind of glossy. It's just like, mm -hmm. here, here this is. Mm -hmm. um, and Caleb Shomo, um, he did this like Dave Grohl style, meaning he recorded, played all the instruments, mixed and mastered the whole album by himself. What? Yeah, he did the whole thing by himself. Holy cow. 100% of it. <laughs> oh, I have a new appreciation for this yeah. album, mm -hmm. knowing that now. Yeah, and if no one knows who Caleb Shomo is, which I'm sure a lot of people listening do, but um, Caleb Shomo was in Attack Attack, for which they were successful. Mm -hmm. And he started out playing keyboard for them and eventually uh, became the singer. And a lot of this um, depression, anxiety, all this kind of stuff stems from that, and we'll, we'll get into that. But uh, this... Uh, I I heard of Beartooth and then something super crazy happened to me. I I got invited to go to a house show where Beartooth and Vanna were doing a small tour of house shows, which is crazy. Um, it was in Terre Haute, Indiana, in someone's house. I go there and there's 80 people. They sold all the tickets that they have. 80 people plus five bands are in this house right in the middle of like almost downtown Terre Haute. The, there's no air conditioning. The windows are boarded up so people aren't going out the windows. And there was like Church Tongue, Vanna, Beartooth, and a couple other. Uh, Ghost Key. It was a hardcore show. People are sweating. It's so stinky. Mm, I can imagine. And uh, I met Beartooth. I had him sign my record and everything. Super nice guys. Super chill. They hung out with everybody. Um, it was one of the most intense shows I've ever been to in my entire life. And I've been to so <laughs> many shows just because of the, the situation they had all their giant amps. And I mean, it was literally like in a living room and everybody's just circled around and it's so loud. Like your ears are like bleeding. And he's like, at one point he's like, I want to go through this fucking floor. People start bouncing and you can feel the floor just Aww. like fluctuating and i was like i kind of backed up and kind of stood where i could feel like um what like a support beam or something because mm -hmm. i was like i'm not gonna die today <laughs> yeah. but i kind of felt like that it was so cool though i have never since then even been to anything like that so i just want to put that out there it mm -hmm. was so amazing. when was this when was uh when this album came out so it's probably like uh 2016 15 16 Oof. They weren't huge yet, mm -hmm. 
but they were on their way because all this band does is tour. They tour, 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 play festivals, tour, tour, tour. I mean, they're going tour for 30 days, take like two days off, going on another tour. I mean, and now they're like, I wouldn't say huge, huge, like commercially, but under, I mean, they sell out of like all the records. They sell out of merch. They sell out of, they're big, like underground. That's cool. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they're, I don't know if they're signed to a major label, but they weren't at this point. They were on like Red Bull records or something. Mm-hmm. But anyway, um, this, this first album uh, had three singles, Beaten in Lips, The Lines, and In Between, which I like all three of those songs, and they all have videos for them. Um, this is an album I wish I could make. I love it that much. I I like 95% of the album. I just think it sounds great. Um, does it sound like a lot of other stuff out there? Sure, but he put his own spice on it, I think. Um, and it's chock full of nasty little breakdowns. Yes. Like mm-hmm. it is, it's just yep. like groovy and you just like, can't help but like, Oh, <laughs> okay. You know, I love that. Um, juicy riffs and these incredible sing along choruses after this like super aggressive, like in your mm-hmm. face screaming that he does. He's got an incredible, like powerful scream, mm-hmm. but then he sings like out of nowhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It is just I love that. I love that they can do that. Um, you know, when I first listened to it, I think I listened to, like, the first four songs. Yeah. And I don't know if I was just in a bad mood because I, like, turned it off and I was like, I don't want to listen to this. And we were talking about it and I was like, you know what? I'm not a fan. I don't like it at all. Yeah, you said that. So then, like, a day or so later, I go back and listen to it. I'm in a better mood and I was like... Okay. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. I don't know what I was thinking before, but at first I was just like, Ugh. Yeah, I, I was surprised that you said that. Like, it's not unlike stuff we have listened to. It is different. But, yeah. um, and I do have a personal connection. Like, um, I can relate to a lot of these songs. I know I said that in other songs, but like, just when you're super down and maybe have been drinking or whatever, and you're just like, wow, this dude's saying like what I think and yeah. feel right now. Mm-hmm. But, what were your thought, first thoughts, Morgan, when you first heard this? Um, I was kind of like Blakely. <laughs> I listened to like the first four songs and I kind of had to step away. Yeah. The first song, um, the lines, he just starts off by, he clears his throat and just gives this massive scream. Mm-hmm. It's like, all right, all right, mm-hmm. buckle up. Mm-hmm. Here we go. So, yeah, the first song, the lines, I love, I love, I love this song, everything about it. The thing about this is the um, him and when he recorded in the drummer, they used a drum kit. Like it's a snare drum, a bass drum, a set of hi-hat cymbals, one floor tom, and then a ride cymbal. That's it. I mean, you're talking as minimal as you can get with, with there no, being no drums there. Okay. You know, I mean, just super, super simple, straightforward stuff. So I thought that was really impressive um, to have such a huge sound with so little um, super crazy intro, uh, but this is a really, really sad song. Like the mm-hmm. undertones, all of their songs were sad. Oh uh, yeah, this this dude was going through oh, it and absolutely. he wrote it out. Like he, mm-hmm. this is this is this could almost be a movie, you know, if someone wrote a script for it. I yeah. mean, this dude was going through some shit. You are one hundred percent listening to the thoughts running through his head. Yeah, mm-hmm. like someone that's just hit rock bottom. And, uh, like, you listen, you're like, man, I kind of feel sorry for this guy. I know. Mm-hmm. I know. It made me sad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I was like, damn, I am I'm feel really bad that this guy thinks like this. Yeah. He, he gets really emotional. Like, you can hear it, like, in his songs. Like, there's one point where he's, like, almost, like, crying. Mm-hmm. Yes. That was the last song. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah. Oof. Really intense. Uh, I love that though. I mean, you don't hear that like a lot, um, like where you can like feel the emotion, but I don't know if the first, some of the first lyrics are, am I the in or out of law? Like brother-in-law, like, I don't know if he was going through like a divorce or something mm-hmm. and like they split up or whatever, but um, it's a fucking banger anyway. Yeah, it was, it was good. I, I liked it the second time around. Um, was it like about like maybe like God forsaking him? And are yeah. they religious? Because I noticed that God was like present mm-hmm. in a bunch of their songs. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing. Um, I think Attack Attack was a religious band. Uh, Beartooth as a whole is not portrayed like that. Is Caleb Shomo religious? I think so. But yes, I think he had like he was questioning his faith. Like, mm-hmm. you know, he's like, you know, are you going to... S- are you going to save me? Is this worth yeah. going through and all that shit? And yeah, it does have religious undertones, but I don't think that's like, we're a religious band, you know, yeah. mm-hmm. you listen to us. they're not marketed like that at all. Um, but I could definitely see how, I mean, I think sometimes I'm like, man, is this religious? Like, But just like anything else, um, it's open for interpretation for sure. So the second song, uh, Beaten in Lips, uh, like abusive parents. I don't know mm-hmm. if his dad was abusive. I've never read or heard anything about that, but he talks about his dad a few times. And yeah, in a couple of the songs, he's he's definitely talking about his dad, yeah. or like mm-hmm. father, or, you know. Yeah, so mm-hmm. he's putting all this shit out there. And this is kind of like, and what I read, like the guitar player said, this wasn't like meant to be like an anthem, but it sure sounds like one, like something some kids can like rally together and be behind or whatever. Like, mm-hmm. oh, sad song though. I, I just hate hearing that stuff. It was, uh, the chorus in this song was, reminded me of exactly of, like, something A Day to Remember would put out. Yeah. Yeah, they do have that vibe, Mm -hmm. for sure. The third song, Body Bag, I really like this song. It has, like, this grinding bass tone. I don't know if they're using, like, a sans amp or what, but it just, it kind of sounds like a chainsaw at some point. Uh definitely about alcoholism and the struggles that come with it mm-hmm. um you know t- if you could turn back time like he, would he be in a body bag and all this kind of stuff just like mm-hmm. rethinking like all the bad decisions he made and from what i've heard like he got so bad at one point like d- when he was in attack attack he would drink until he would either throw up or pass out oh. so like every day mm-hmm. so it got to be like really really severe Ew. yeah is that like what he chose to do was just drink or is it like other things too? I don't I don't know of any other drug abuse. It mentions ketamine in one of the songs. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he was singing about someone else though, mm. like another singer in another band. Because uh, Ollie Sykes from Bring the Horizon was addicted to ketamine and stuff. And that's what one of their albums is about. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it was like a stab or somehow. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not saying it is. But anyway, yeah. You see a lot of uh, this album is like the whole things, anxiety, depression, like body image, eating disorder, mm-hmm. um, everything that comes along with all that stuff. I mean, this co- comorbidity would be the word for it. Mm-hmm. Very, very mental health. Focused. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is cool because he's not like, it's not like a lot of metaphors. He's like really saying it like mm-hmm. this is what's happening to me. And mm-hmm. that's that's kind of what blew me away with this album. There was no like flowery words to mm-hmm. describe his mental health. He literally laid it all out. Like this is w- what I think. Yeah, that's so cool to me. And I try to do that too. Um, yeah, you want stuff to kind of rhyme and like fit together and stuff. But I just think it's just so real. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, this is not like Madonna. I mean, this is fucking real shit. Mm-hmm. I love yeah. that so much. Uh, sorry, Madonna fans, I guess. <laughs> um, the fourth song in between, um, when people hear Beartooth, I think this is the song they kind of like heard first. Obviously, they have like four albums now, so they hear other songs. But this is one of like big, big ones that had like a big video and everything. Uh, it's a pretty good song. It's one of the more catchier songs on the album. Mm-hmm. It's like a really good hook and everything. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of it's kind of cool. Um, you know, I think it's about like getting caught up in like the struggles of like everyday life, and how like either you're at the bottom and you're struggling, or you're at the top and people are wanting everything from you or you're just like in the middle where it's like status quo, mundane, day-to-day bullshit. And that's kind of what he's seeing. He's at the top seeing all these people like down. And uh, I don't know. That's what I got from it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I put like highs and lows. Um, it was kind of more like inspirational yeah. to like overcome like the darkness. Yeah. And who knows what orders these songs are written in. You know, this could have been one of the last songs they ever wrote. Mm-hmm. Or one of the first ones. I don't know. Wouldn't that be interesting if it was like <laughs> a play-by-play of his thoughts? Like it it was wrote from like one to yeah or whatever. And it was actually like just his feelings going up and down. That would be insane. It really mm-hmm. would. A roller coaster of emotion. Yeah. On the fifth song, Relapsing, I really like this song. Um like depression has completely taken over um and he's like why am i struggling with alcohol so much like why is this happening to me and like should i keep going mm-hmm. like he's literally talking about relapsing i mean there's no question about it and uh again that's sad but also cool that he's able to talk about it mm-hmm. um very vulnerable yeah mm-hmm. very well good word yeah for mm-hmm. sure did you like the song morgan it was okay yeah yeah I don't think there's a bad song on the album. I could skip the last song just because I don't know, it's way too emotional. But yeah. Anyway, I like I like pretty much all of it. I think it it's really well written. On the sixth song, Ignorance is Bliss. Um, again, it's about severe depression and his depression caused like alienation. Uh people were starting to move away from him, probably sick of being drunk all the time and being like locked away in his room or whatever. And he talks about how, like, medication doesn't work, and that's probably why he chose alcohol, like, mm-hmm. just to completely shut down from everyone. Mm-hmm. Even though it's so depressing, it's a really good song, in my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> On the seventh song, uh, I put a star next to this one, which means I really like it. It's called I Have a Problem. This one has a video that goes along with it. Um, super, super, super aggressive song. Mm-hmm. Like, I found my vice. I found my vice. It lives in the bottle. It wants me to die. Mm-hmm. Like, just talking about his alcoholism. Mm-hmm. Um, he wrote this song, like, the day after he left Attack Attack. And with his comorbidities, um, depression, eating disorder, anxiety, um, causing him to drink until he passes out. That's exactly what this song is about. Um, people knew he had a problem, but then he's just coming out and saying it. Uh, again, I love the song. As depressing as it is, it's just like a oh, really well-written song and super aggressive. And I like everything about it. I like how like upbeat it is. Yeah, it was okay. Not in a happy mm-hmm. upbeat, but like fast-paced. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you guys watch the video at all? 
I didn't know. Yeah. I might have to. It's kind of cool. It's like these um, these people, you can't see their faces or anything. They're, like, covered up. But it's like a kind of like a movie crew. And they're, like, walking them all to their positions behind the drums. And Caleb's kind of, like, whatever. And they're putting them in, handing them the microphone. Like, okay, do your do your trick. Yeah. <laughs> so I thought that was pretty cool. On the eighth song, I really like this song. I like the way he chose to produce this song. Um, it's called One More. And it's about, you know, asking if he should go on and why he should go on. Mm-hmm. And is he contemplating suicide? And this is actually, like, they wrote the album and turned it in. And the record company was like, we want one more song. So mm. it's literally literally called One More. And the thing about Beartooth was when they first started off touring, they had so many songs that they did. I mean, that's their song. So they'd be like, all right, this is our last song. Like, we're not coming out and playing an encore because we literally don't have any more songs. So we're going to go after this. Mm-hmm. You know, not the bullshit where they come back and play two or three yeah. more songs. So I thought that was kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I... I wrote down that this one was definitely different than the other one. Yeah. Like, you could 100% tell. Yeah. I like the way he used, um, like, the reverb. At one point, it sounds like the guitar is, like, really distant, but then he's singing over it. I just think that's super well-produced. I mean, like I said, this is, like, an album I wish I could make maybe one day. On the ninth song, uh, I love this song, too, uh, Me in My Own Head. Um it's just super relatable to a lot of people, I'm sure. And it's about being like an introvert and depression and like social anxiety and things like that. And how people get consumed with their own thoughts, even though other people may not be thinking about it. Like, oh my God, this person's staring at me. Like like all like, your well, insecurities. All of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you just keep overthinking it and drive yourself nuts, essentially. Um, I don't know that everybody's... Uh, you know, does that, but I know I do. For uh, I, sure. felt, I felt personally attacked by this song. <laughs> like, great. Hey, Caleb's speaking to you. <laughs> My name's Caleb, too, so I like that. <laughs> Keep Your American Dream, the 10th song on the album. This is one of my least favorites, but I do like the message. I don't so much like the song. Is it a bad song? No, I just don't prefer it. Um, it's about like working in nine to five, mm-hmm. having a wife, you know, um, wh- what's it called when you have like the wife and two kids, like the Your nuclear family, nuclear family. Yes. Thank you very much. Uh, you know, nuclear family, picket fans sort of thing. And, uh, how he just thinks it's weird. And like, you know, people are probably like, you need to pro- get a job, dude. And he's like, well, I'm going to be in a band or whatever. Yeah. You know, that happens a lot. Mm-hmm. And you got to prove yourself and really work hard. And it worked out really well for him. But, mm-hmm. um, and then, like, it also, like, if you don't do that stuff, like the nine to five and the wife and two kids and shit, are you really successful? We've had, Blakely and I have had this conversation. Oh, yeah. It's like, what have I done with my life? It's like, well, you've done a lot of stuff. Don't, you know, don't worry about what other people, like, how they judge you. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't fit the criteria for doing well. Like, who mm-hmm. are they to say? You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. It's, uh, the nuclear family is definitely not for everyone, and mm-hmm. that's yeah. 100% okay. What if you worked 80 hours a week, and you literally gave all your money to charity? People would be like, oh, he's not going anywhere. He doesn't have anything. Like, yeah. does that make you a bad person? 
No, it should make you the complete opposite. Mm-hmm. That's just confusing. Yeah. I don't know. People's standards are weird. And I don't it fall really into is. it. It yeah. really is. I do fall into it at a certain point, but I don't either. Yeah. Like I'm almost 40 years old and I'm, you know, I don't have my life together per se. Mm-hmm. But I think if you're living your life and you're happy with what you're doing, then it's fine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a good way to look at it for mm-hmm. sure. All right. Uh, the 11th song, Dead. Um, it's a great song. I really don't have anything to written about it. Um, I don't really know what he was trying to say in this song. I don't but, either, but I loved it. It was my yeah. favorite song on the album. Oh, really? Yep. Cool. How do you feel about it, Morgan? Um, yeah. I mean, I didn't really know that much what he was trying to say. I kind of just wrote down like, like he was kind of wanting to live the way he wants. Yeah. Probably, mm-hmm. uh, you can kind of get a feeling like his dad probably shot him down a lot, and mm-hmm. possibly abusive, and you know maybe that's one of the reasons he drinks so much and all this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's one one last song on this album. There is again like a like bonus songs on like um, you know if you mm-hmm. buy the yeah, extended version that. or whatever. But we don't do that on this show. We don't talk about that. I don't feel like that's a real album. Um, so the last song, sick and disgusting. I mean, this dude is crying his heart yeah. out essentially I, he, yeah he, i thought he was crying in this one he yeah, probably he might been yeah. you know um do i love the song no but does it wrap the album up yes this mm-hmm. thing like puts the bow on it mm-hmm. you know the lyrics were just like hard to listen to mm-hmm. yeah. they're so sad he said mm-hmm. like sick joke that's all you'll ever be to anyone yeah. i actually wrote down that he wrote that or said that in a couple songs like yeah sick joke yeah mm-hmm. yeah it's a very, very self-deprecating song. For like, sure. Mm-hmm. And it's crazy to see, like, someone, like, performing at his level has thoughts like this. So, you know, like, he's a real person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? That's what's weird because you think, like, you see this person and you see what's on the outside. Like, yeah. oh, he's in a big band. He's touring. Mm-hmm. He's doing what he wants. He's you know, having what looks to be, like, a shit ton of fun, and right. he's, like, dying on the inside. Completely miserable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is he now? Hopefully not. Oh, God, I hope not. But Jeez, this was sad. Yeah. When I met him, he was a really nice guy. He's really personable. Um, you know, he didn't seem sad at all, but we all know how that is. I mean, you can yeah. smile mm-hmm. and get through the day, but, yeah, hopefully he's better now. Um, so that's that. Uh, I mean, I give this album, like, a 9.5 out of 10. I freaking love it. Um, I, I don't listen to it a lot these days because when I first heard it, that's all I listened to for like weeks. I mean, I couldn't get enough. I was showing everybody like the lines video and stuff and yeah, people were like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> but I, I, I love it. Um, giving the opportunity, would you ever listen to another Beartooth album? A different one? Yeah, I probably would. Oh, I would. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, I don't love all the other albums i think they have three more since this and they've just it's changed it's changed it's gone a little more commercial kind of sounding are they horrible no but eh. i'd be curious to see how they've progressed yeah yeah i would too i it is cool it is cool excuse me maybe we'll give another one a shot um this album is so good it's just one of those things it's hard to top Okay. You can't expect them to do that again. Mm-hmm. You know, sign his dreams and all that. Are his other albums as sad as this one? Like, are, are, do the lyrics? No, they're different. Okay, that's good. No, they're completely different. Um, this one was really depressing. 
Yeah, it was. Yeah, I don't know. They're just different sounding. I mean, they're not. I may have listened to like the second album once all the way through and then like a couple songs every now and again. Another song off the last album, like, eh. But they've gotten massive. I mean, people go to like festivals to see them and shit. Wow. So well, good for them. Yeah. 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 So anyway, thank you two for giving that a shot. Um, I know I'm trying to choose albums like you may not listen to and albums like I really like. But one day I'm going to choose something that or let someone else choose something that I don't necessarily know or like mm-hmm. and then see what I have to say about it. Okay, cool. Yeah. But thanks again, Morgan, our special guest, mm-hmm. very special girl. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that's going to wrap it up for Beartooth. Go give Beartooth a listen. Album Disgusting. Bye. Bye. Bye.